Well, hey everyone. Welcome back to another round of The Bearded Three. I am Tanner Battles, Communications Director here at First Family. I'm joined by Travis Walker, our Discipleship Pastor. What is up? And RJ Parks, our Operations Director, or sorry, Director of Operations. Thank you. Uh, good morning, guys. Hey, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, what I've heard is our most uh, popular um, age group, which is the over 50 crowd. Oh, so, yeah. Keith and Cars Fortenberry. That was always the goal. What's up? Yep, that was goal from day one. Yes. And we are joined by our guest this week, Brett Stiles. Good morning. Insert hey, clapping. Brett, welcome, buddy. Thanks Good for to having have me. you on. Yeah, I think I'm the only person on staff that would make this four beards. Oh, uh, well, uh, yeah, because Parker has a mustache. New logo. Taylor has a scruff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bearded yes. quad. Yeah, the quad. This is the bearded quad episode. Whoa. So, Brett... What's your, uh, for people that don't, maybe don't know, what's your, what's your role here at First Family? Uh, my role here is, I think it's officially titled the production manager, but basically I support Taylor um, on weekend production stuff and then through the week helping him get ready for the weekend and whatever that looks like, as well as um, helping kind of manage and train like half of our volunteer force on the worship and production side. Cool. And you've been, when, when did you start? I think I started in January of 2019. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, we're we love having you on staff and uh, love, I love working being with on you. Staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do we want to do fun questions first, or do we want to just jump into some serious stuff? Well, I, I think we we should do what we did last time. Just last time the, was good. The fun so gold. First. Yeah. Kind of get Brett not to loosen broke. up just a little bit. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, well, these aren't these aren't specific to you, Brett. I, I feel like there are a couple of these that are more specific to you, but. Um, I feel like you're a guy who likes watching um, shows that are, I don't know if I'd say conspiracy theories, but uh, shows that are, uh, what's the word What's the word I'm looking for, Travis? Fringe? I've watched all the 9-11 Fringe documentaries. Theories? Yeah. So, so for those who don't know, Travis is a big conspiracy theory oh, guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Isn't everyone? <laughs> I think a little bit, yeah. I mean, maybe a little, but. Who gets to, who gets to decide that they're conspiracies? That's right. I mean, one's just more probable. That's all that it is. <laughs> One still has probability, just less. That's, that's, that's yeah. not a conspiracy. So if you want to hear about some, some of Travis's conspiracies, just ask him sometime about airplanes and dinosaurs. I'll just, I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, uh, Brad, do you have any, any shows you've watched recently? Any, any conspiracy theories that you, you're buying into these days? Or uh, um, I don't have. So my time to watch shows like that, which are, I do enjoy documentaries. Ha- they're like low on my list, though. Mm-hmm. So as I have had more kids, that like list of shows that you like to watch goes like, oh, I'm on my fifth favorite kind of show right now, to where you're like, I just watch one show, and I only <laughs> half watch it, because the other half, I'm dealing with my kids getting out of bed. Yeah. Uh, so no, um, the most recent conspiracy thing was that I, I read through all the QAnon stuff. Online, oh that's a um, deep hole. Yeah, it was like maybe like a year and a half ago, like yeah. when it first started coming up. I just like went on Reddit and just read everything I could, just because I wanted to kind of understand, well, best I could, like what kind of the actual tenets were of the whole thing. So it's pretty crazy. I'm not up to date on my QAnon stuff. <laughs> yeah, Come on, Travis. Yeah, that's all. That's a whole. I'm like, not, what is QAnon? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, don't I didn't. I don't know all of it, but I just, I like read what I could find. Yeah, sure. Um, 
Is yeah. Reddit like Wikipedia? Where you Reddit's know you're like, going to get the best exactly. information? Exactly. Yep. Yes. That's oh, okay. exactly. Anyone yep. can comment so oh. you know it's all true. Solid yeah. stuff. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> For and sure. Usually the people attracted to making accounts and doing a lot of commenting are really solid. And they're out learning a lot yeah. in the world and rarely ever just stuck inside <laughs> behind the computer. <laughs> it just offended everyone who's hard into Reddit. So many people just quit listening. That's probably a huge and part of the audience. Yeah. <laughs> so, the Reddit crowd. Well, the, the over 50 crowd is the QAnon crowd, so <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> so those of you who are still with us, uh, uh, Brett, what... Uh, what childish things do you still do as an adult that you would care to share with us? Oh man, that's two. I know questions. there are. So, I know there are some. Yeah, the the question: What do I do and what do I care to share? <laughs> what does my wife care that I share? Um, I would say a childish thing that I still do is I still play video games. Amen. Like I don't I, think that's I, childish I, at all. I, I no, love no, no. playing video it's games. Quite childish. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is. For those of you that are wondering, uh, Travis and I also still do I, play uh, video games. RJ absolutely. feels like he's too old for that. So yeah. no, he's just not good at yeah. them. That's, that's probably what it is. Well. He's terrible at them, so he just stops and says, "Ah, so childish." Yeah. So that's that's childish that I still do that. But I don't. As a kid, I remember like I remember playing N sixty four for multiple hours, and my parents would be like, "Okay, you know, it's time to be done," and I'd say. They'd say, you've been playing for three hours. Is it three hours isn't even that much? <laughs> now, as an adult, I'm like, three hours is a lot. <laughs> so, RJ, do you even know what an N64 is? Yes, I do. You do what is yeah, it? It's I think right I around was his like wheelhouse. five when that came out. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you 58? No, no. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but I think for me now, it's just when you have kids and you can't just like go out at nighttime with your friends, it's kind of a way to be online and like hang out with your buddies right because yeah. i'm actually not good at video games either <laughs> i just like to hang out with people so, so like how bad are you Here, here's how bad i am so i used to play call of duty with some guys and uh so we'd split into teams so two against two right and the rule was that they couldn't shoot me they could only kill me with hand-to-hand -hand combat because it was too easy to just sneak up behind <laughs> me and shoot me. I'm not that bad. Because I, I yeah, uh, that was a complete disadvantage for anyone on my team. So Yeah, I'm bad, but not that bad. Okay. How long could, ago did you play Call of Duty? We were playing like the first one? No, no, first no. First ever Call of Duty? Well, it would have been... Just playing Call of Duty. <laughs> no, no, no subtitle. No subtitle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, I don't remember, I don't, like eight years ago, something like that. Yeah. All right. It's part of my first basketball coaching gig. That's what we would do after we watch game film. Mm. We really wouldn't watch game film. We'd just play COD. Yeah. So. It, that's actually a good point. That's that's kind of the reason I do it is because essentially video games for me have become a connection yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but I, so. I played them when I was a kid. I, I had a Sega Pong? Genesis. and wow. Yes, I had an Atari. Pong. Yep. Wow, you're really dating yourself, uh, bud. What was it? It wasn't it, Space Invaders? That was I love Galaga. 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 Galaga yeah. holds yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Galaga is Pizza solid. Hut and Ankeny used to have a killer Galaga. Did we, we used get to rid of our? Here. We got rid of it, didn't we? Yeah. Well, uh, I was playing it too much. Uh, <laughs> so. Wait, that was. I thought that was yeah. off-brand Galaga. Up no, it was no, it was real. real. Galaga. It had oh, Galaga wow. and Galaga Two. Didn't on you it. have the record on that for oh, like yeah. several years? Ninety-two thousand something. You still remember it? Wow. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Having the record on a Galaga machine that like seven people have access to though. Not what do you mean? Impressive. All the youth kids had access to like, it for years. They didn't even know what Galaga was. Sounds like a challenge, Brett. <laughs> oh, I, I can't beat you at Galaga. That's RJ for sure. is pretty good at Galaga. I, I watched him get that. I think I watched him get you at the, get yeah, that record. It, and it, was, like it was hours. impressive. When you talk about Galaga, what comes into my head is George trying to figure out how to get that 
the Frogger, Frogger machine, machine across machine the street. Machine. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Are you a Seinfeld fan? Huge. Oh man, I didn't know that. Yeah, I Solid I show. like all kinds of things: video games, sports, nerd stuff, Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. I'm just a sports guy. He likes so, Seinfeld. So one dimensional. No, I love Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can you tell me um, what your let's say 28 favorite Seinfeld episodes would be? Oh, I can't do 28. How about just three? Uh, I mean, if it's not 28, maybe three. So I would say three. So I would probably actually just say all of season three. Wow. Because season, How many episodes was that? Uh, 24. 20. Oh, okay. It wasn't but 28 or three? It wasn't. But season four <laughs> was, I think, the first season. It was season four or season three. I can't remember. was the season that Seinfeld got moved to being after Cheers. And oh. that's actually when it exploded. It wasn't big in the first couple seasons. So you remember that whole Thursday night lineup? I don't, but I've read about it. And oh, okay. Basically, I lived what I, that, because I'm a nerd, I like to understand like why Seinfeld, how it worked. I wasn't really, I think I was alive, but obviously not to the point where I was like following like, oh, this show's getting big. Yeah. So it's fun for me to go back and read, especially since I do video production and stuff. So that's why season three and four are where it went from like a no-name show mm-hmm. to, to huge. And those are my favorite seasons because I think they're just the best seasons. It's where they create in the show about mm-hmm. nothing and... Um, Those are good ones. So I actually was on the ground floor with Seinfeld. I remember the very first episodes when they wow. came out. So I was a, uh, I was in high school. I think I was a junior at the time. And uh, three-way calling was a thing on your oh, landlines, wow. right? That was a new deal. So me and two of my friends would watch Seinfeld, and then we'd get on the phone, oh, and we'd talk word. to each oh, other word. about the episode. Wow. The original watch party. Yeah, thing. exactly. Wow. <laughs> so... That's awesome. Now I'm really dating myself. You are a yeah. true hipster. Ground floor of Seinfeld, ground floor of video games. Right, right. The really you're the, you're cool the OG. I'm an, right. I'm an OG. The truly cool one in the room. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I put. I didn't have a good question for this. I put Falcon slash Georgia joke, but I couldn't really think of a good one. I mean, you said 28 or 3, so that's why Did you, you pick up that. on that one. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I only picked up on it now. <laughs> I thought you'd get that right away. I've buried that so deep. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, what 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 year Super Bowl was it? 2017 January. I was in 2017 Florida. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Falcons were up 28-3 on the Patriots. I specifically remember the biggest. Lost. I was on vacation Shook. with my in-laws, and it was Sunday night. We were in Anna Maria Island, Florida, and I was. I specifically remember having the thought at some point in the early third quarter. This is all going to go horrible. When it just like, when there was an ever so slight like moment that it was going to turn, I just knew like, here this we is, go. This is going to go bad. And if I you've, hadn't, you've learned to be pessimistic over the years. Well, I was, luckily, I was only one week into my two week vacation. So I was going to be in Florida for another whole nother week. That was the only thing that I was like, not too bad. If I had been here in Iowa in the middle of January and that had happened, I probably would have taken a week off work. <laughs> it was, and they still they still haven't recovered. We so, don't have to get into this. This is a long sports diatribe. But when you blow that big of a lead and you don't yeah, fire all the coaches, there's no coming back. You can't come back from that. You're Not mentally you have such time. a block. So, are you a are you an Atlanta sports fan? You like yeah. the Braves? You like the yeah. Hawks? Well, being from Atlanta. My family, we moved here when I was six in 96 to Des Moines. Okay. But all my family's either from Michigan on my mom's side or Go Blue. Atlanta on my dad's okay. side in the Atlanta area. So we moved here, and Iowa doesn't have pro sports. 
and with neither of my parents being like big Hawkeyes or Cyclones, we didn't, I didn't like gravitate towards either of those. So let it be known though, you have multiple Hawkeye apparel that you wear. Yeah, on I a do. Fairly regular yeah, basis, it's good so. painting shirts. Okay. Oh, sure. Um, okay. But I still wear them out in public because I don't care about what I look like. <laughs> so um, is football your favorite sport? Uh, depends on the season. So I know like Georgia basketball is nothing. Yeah, yeah. Never the, has been. But. I mean, early 2000s had like a, a moment, but then they got put in probation, so right. kind of squashed that. But um, I don't know what my favorite sport is. Mm. I honestly think that baseball is my favorite sport, but it's the sport I've never played. Who's your favorite Brave? Right now or all, all time? time? Favorite Brave of all time? I mean, it'd probably be Chipper Jones as Chipper. a player, but not as a person. Mm. Um, you probably say that about a lot of sports yeah, figures. I, I think... I. When I was a kid, it was Chipper because he was like more <coughs> the face. But I think now it might be Greg Maddox. No. But he's not a true brave. Yeah. So I have a hard time picking him. Um, but his just like flat, his demeanor, I like that more. He kind of had a Michael Jordan demeanor mm-hmm. as a pitcher. Mm. Um, but Angelton Simmons is probably a deep cut as my favorite brave, even though Never he's not currently a brave. Go on YouTube and search Angelton Simmons defensive highlights. It's what positions he play? Short, shortstop. Oh, okay, amazing. When? when? 2013. Okay, oh. so like early two, early 2010s. Like but Ronald Acuna Jr. quickly be, quickly becoming my favorite Brave. Hmm. I mean, he's one of the best players in baseball. So easy to say that. But so before we lose our audience with too much deep cut sports talk, uh, let's move on to the last uh, the last portion of this here. Uh, which I want to share a little clip of something that is oh very close to Brett's heart. Here is a clip of a band that we'll, we'll talk about in a moment. So, uh, so that is Brett Stiles wow. uh, screaming his lungs out in his screamo band in what year? 2009? High school? 2009, yeah. Spring of 2009. This was a, a battle of the bands, am I right? Ankeny, Ankeny, High, Ankeny school, High School Battle of the Bands. Wow. And the name of the band is? It was Cabin. Oh, that's right. I was thinking it was The Threat From Within, but that was later, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah, that was in college. Mm-hmm. And what were those lyrics? Burning bridges, burning, burning bridges. bridges. I cut myself off from the world, burning bridges. Yeah, that's, I got that's not a song that I wrote, though. We just only played covers in that that's band. That's a cover. Okay. Oh, who's that cover? Haste oh. the Day. Oh, I remember the, that. The band's called Haste the Day. The song's called Blue 42. Hmm. Oh, hence Cabin, Blue yeah. 42 cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would make sense then. 1,200 <laughs> views. That's pretty right? good. It's not bad. Yeah, I'm not, I don't it think was something. I don't it think you're something. making money off that video yet. But. No. Isn't there a story about you guys losing to some other band yeah. in that contest? Yes. So uh, that was that spring was the first time that me and my buddies were getting into like heavy music. And so we're like, we're playing Battle of the Bands. And we thought like, we thought we were going to blow these people away. Yeah. And in like practicing leading, leading up to it, I don't remember us ever saying one time, what does this sound like? <laughs> we just were like, how loud is it? <laughs> never one thought, more notch up. Never thought like, what tones are we getting out of our guitars? <laughs> never crossed our minds. <laughs> and so when we got there and we Unimportant played, details. Um, 
we felt like we got off stage and we're like, we just rocked. And then nailed it. We got ninth out of ten, <laughs> and eighth place was just a solo trumpet player. <laughs> okay, who did you beat? Who was tenth? <laughs> I don't remember, but um, they didn't show. I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> it was the band that didn't show up. But they thought, I don't, they thought it was the next day. <laughs> I remember that night specifically, feeling like we got robbed. <laughs> Recount. I was so angry. And we, we, I, I remember specifically me and my friends being like, they just don't like heavy music. That's why they didn't pick That's us. That's got to be it. the only possible yeah, explanation. Like, we were getting oppressed. <laughs> and you just can't handle the truth. Yeah, yeah. now they when, can't handle cabin. If you go back and watch the video, you're like, oh wow, this is nine out of ten material. Ninth place out of ten material. So if you want to see the video, it's Cabin Blue Forty Two cover on YouTube, and you can see it some of you can see some up. of Brett's. Yeah. What do they call it? Fight dancing. Uh, hardcore dancing, punch dancing, punch dancing. Yeah. He, I mean, it's a thing. Pu- I didn't punching, make it up. He's punching the air a lot, so yeah. I. Can, you have to go watch it yourself, but check it out. You didn't make it up. I didn't make that up. No, Who's that the was the most famous punch <laughs> dancer in the world. I mean, at that time, like you could like the Devil Wears Prada is a band that at that time was performing live, like not obviously to that low level, but it was like that's kind of they have a video from 2006 at a festival called Cornerstone in Ohio. That's kind of like where we initially saw and like we're like this is our inspiration for how we want to be. Nice. That's what inspired that. That is gold. That is awesome. It's a good throwback. Great story. All right. Well, you said uh, you said your family. You were born in Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, is that a jumping off point? Use use that as a uh, starting point for kind of sharing your story with us. Yeah. In a nutshell. Um, so when we were, when I was six, or I think I was five actually, in 96, we moved from Atlanta, uh, West Atlanta, to Des Moines for my dad to take a job. Um, and then this is where we lived in Ankeny just almost briefly after that. That's and I, that's where I lived my whole life up until I left for college. Um, I got saved almost like right when we moved to Des Moines. Um, we were, it was through Awana at Grace Church. Um, and I remember when we were driving home from Iwana one night, it had to be like winter of 96 because we only lived in, in actual Des Moines for a couple months that winter. And I remember just driving home and feeling super convicted about what we had talked about. And my mom talked to me about it in the car. And then that night uh, in my room, just praying and asking, uh, Christ to be my personal savior. And, uh, from that point, I think we've kind of talked about this in my small group lately, but my testimony, my salvation story kind of ends there, but my testimony, the rest of after that is just a long period of sanctification. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to college at Moody Bible Institute after high school in Chicago. Um, and I met my wife here actually one summer, someone that I had known from childhood re- reconnected and we were married after my sophomore year of college. So we did two years married in college, which was really hard, but super fun. Um, lived in Chicago for five or six years after that, and then moved back here to Ankeny and started our family. And we have three boys, Anderson, Maverick, and Duke. And um, they're awesome and a handful. Uh, and we love it. And so, yeah, we live here in Ankeny and have, we love Ankeny. And we both kind of grew up in Ankeny, so it's fun. Not just fun, but super joy-filling, which is a higher level than fun. 
to really go to church in the community that you grew up in. And even though Ankeny looks a lot different now than when I was a kid, it still kind of fires you up in a way that is hard to explain or replicate when you're trying to reach the city that you basically grew up in. Hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. So with your role primarily in video and production, why, like, why did, why is that what you're doing? Why is that what you enjoy most? What, what about that is exciting to you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it kind of stems back when I was in middle school, I wish I had these to show, but they're lost on MySpace. My, they're, they're out there somewhere. I've actually tried to log into my old MySpace. They're there, but they're set to private. And what they are is we would make Star Wars fan films in my backyard. Oh, my Choreographed with broomsticks and everything. That's amazing. And that was the first time I ever like got into video. And my parents had like a camcorder. Oh, yeah. And so... VHS? Uh, no, it was actually DVC Pro, I think. Oh, man, you're young. Um, <laughs> so we... But... Where that like first sparked for me was doing that and being like, okay, we're going to get this shot. And I mean, it was very low level. But then after that, I would go sit on my like parents' Windows XP desktop. And there was like this program for Windows called Lightsaber Maker. Hmm. And I would go through frame by frame and draw on every single after, wow. like every single visual That's effect. Dedication. <laughs> And I loved it. Wow. And I would do it for hours. I would add in the sound effects. And that was probably the first time when I realized, like, this is something that I really, really love doing. And I would tell people or I would show people, and they'd be like, that sounds miserably boring. <laughs> but that was when I think it sparked in me, like, I'd love to work on creating video stuff like this. So yeah. then as I grew, um, went to Moody, and then really my first job experience was at a church in Chicago. And that was the first place where I saw that they really took that tool, like video and film, and used it to um, create like an environment in their church where they were stirring people up. Kind of what it says in the New Testament, like, I will stir you up by way of remembrance. Mm. And say so that they would use these tools to basically like be helping people remember the gospel, whether it's in someone's life, whether it's like a scripted thing. But that was when, that's kind of where that kind of sparked for me of like, I can use this thing that I love for fun. Um, it's also what I do outside of church for work. Um, but that can be used as a tool, um, basically for the Lord. Um, so that's kind of where that sparked for me. And that kind of goes, that part of it kind of goes hand in hand with live streaming and kind of what we do here and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. So I, I really enjoy the, basically the being a part of making something happen. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, I don't, I don't, I do not like to be on camera, but to be behind the camera and thinking about like, not just how it looks, but it really, it's kind of a weird nerd thing. Cameras are because they mix creativity and tech because to get a certain image, you have to know really specific details and why these details produce this image. Mm -hmm. So it's a really good blend for me and how my mind works. Um, I love like math and stuff, which is a non, not really like a creative person's mind. So it's a good blend mm -hmm. for someone like that 
who can I can worry about the tech specs, but also that that actually leads me into producing like an image that is real, that mm-hmm. I that I find that I like. Hmm. So uh, you mentioned this a little bit, but what do you what do you enjoy about being part of the team here at First Family, serving, working with staff, uh, serving the church? What do you find you and you've, you've enjoyed about it, or has been your favorite thing about it? I think um, just being a part of a really healthy team. Beyond like all the obvious answers, like reaching people, reaching the city, and all these things, but I've had previous church experience on staff where it was a gr- a good small team, but the larger culture was really toxic. Mm. And so, being a part of like a a team where the it's I've only been on staff for just over two years, but to see movements toward like healthier and healthier places amongst smaller teams and amongst the team as a whole is really awesome. And it it just fires you up even more for the things that you have to do. Um, It's not super great to work at a church where you love Monday through Friday and you hate the weekend. Mm -hmm. So to work somewhere where you like love all of it, I only get to be kind of not get to be, I'm only able to be in staff, like in the office on Mondays, but Monday is like my favorite day. Like Mm -hmm. I look forward to Monday, huge. Um, So yeah, I think that's why um, just the people yeah. that I'm able to work with are really what, what makes it so awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So you guys. Cool. Thanks. It's, it's, Love having you, man. Yeah. It's fun working on this team. All right. Last question. You knew this was coming, so I hope you have someone good prepared. Is there something about Todd that we wouldn't know that you could share with us from a son's experience perspective? So... I can share with you uh, a little fact that is, you probably don't know, and is kind of funny that this even exists. I'm pretty sure that it was, my dad was in high school. I think it was late high school. But I guess that they have preaching national championships. What? <laughs> and he Did won. Did you know about this? Well, no, in... I grew up in the GRBC. Did it's not? I don't know. I don't. I don't know a ton of details, and I didn't want to ask him to give it away. But at some point, in I think in late high school, he was the preaching national champion. A national champion. Wow. Yeah. Should we put that behind his title, like Dr. Todd Styles, preaching national champion? Yes, I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty high honor. So, so my story goes: I was not allowed to compete because my dad was a judge. So ah. it was such a serious competition. Wow. They were afraid of nepotism. <laughs> wow. So, so I couldn't compete. Mel's going to give the award to his son. Yeah. We know then, it. And then he's going to be the national champion. And there's going to be an asterisk next to Yeah. That's pretty cool. It gets, so, th- it gets thrown out years later. <laughs> I tried to do like a quick Google search last night, just like preaching national championships. Nothing. So it's not a thing anymore? I don't know. I don't I think I thought so. maybe it'd be like archived somewhere, like, you know, some Wikipedia, right? You should make a Wikipedia page. I should make a Reddit thread (laughs) preaching national champions. The only one you know about Todd. Two things. Todd and then Travis not being allowed. (laughs) Yeah. This year, Travis Walker, big conspiracy. Travis Walker excluded due to nepotism. (laughs) Yeah. What was the, uh, what was the winning prize for that? I don't know a ton of details. Interesting. Um, gift card to Applebee's. So I'm, I'm I don't gonna, think Applebee's was in existence at this point, but I'm envisioning one of those like big gold wrestling belts. Uh, I wish, like they put it around his a waist. gold but microphone, it, yeah, a gold Bible. <laughs> a gold, yeah. What, how do they phrase it? Like and and new champion, or like don't they phrase it a certain way? Yeah, and and new 
national preaching champion. Yeah, it'd be like And that. then Todd puts his arms up and yeah. they, 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 wrap, they, the, they wrap the, the belt, belt around him, him and he just, <laughs> yeah. he raises his hands in the air. And There's like a Dana White of He slaps of him on the pulpit a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like getting on the second rope and like to the crowd, <laughs> yeah. he's like standing mid, midway up the pulpit. <laughs> no, he, run, he runs down to the pews oh, and right, jumps in right. the pews and puts yeah. his arms in the air. Double fist in the air. So national champion. That is not necessarily funny that he won. It's more funny that the thing, <laughs> the thing exists. exists. Yeah, exactly. But and I that get, Travis knew about yeah, it. Oh, yeah, well, I don't and know was prevented from world, participating. But, yeah. So yeah, but that, I mean, I think that is very cool in a sense that even at that age, like at, in late high school, I don't think I would have even been able to be like, "This is what I'm going to do." Yeah. But to be to the place in your life where you're like, "This is what I'm going to do," and I'm already working at my craft, that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Some people are like that. My my brother knew he was he wanted to be a preacher since he was like eight years old. I rem- remember the name of it, so people can Google search it. It was called Talents for Christ. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, you grew up in the GRC. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of Talents Come for Christ. On, Talents, I, I, thought that, I thought that was like you, I thought that was like music and arts anything, and stuff. I didn't realize it was a preaching, preaching category. Which oh. you, think you think that's what it was? We could Google it. Find Todd Styles. Well. For our audience out there, all eight of you, uh, Google Talents for Christ Preaching Championship. See if you can find Todd on there. Let us know. I think that'd be a great mockumentary to make. <laughs> like a really serious, like, feeling documentary, but like, it's all about the journey of a national champion. Yeah. Like preaching those, national those champion. moms that take their daughters to those dance competitions and how crazy yeah. they are. We could make a similar one. It's like Michael yeah. Scott in his suit when he's a kid. Mockumentaries <laughs> here. That would be amazing. Todd Todd rolls up and he's ten years old and he's got his full suit on. He's ready to preach. Ten years old. His dad's yelling at him. Come on, that was terrible. That was weak. That's a terrible analogy. You messed up that reference so bad. You only so, had two points. What? I think I don't know if this one you you can cut this one out. But the other one that I was thinking about was I, people probably don't know this. It's not really about my dad, but that he is not so much anymore because we're all adults, but historically, he's actually the referee at our house. He's the peacemaker Hmm. of all the people who are in our family. He might seem like from the pulpit, like really intense, passionate, but of all of my family, he's the one who's like, all right, you know, let's settle down, settle down. Hmm. If we're playing a game or something, we're all so competitive Hmm. that it's like you step one toe over the rules, we're going to call you on it. And he's very much like, well, you know, just give him grace, like, you know, let's. Like, but give- Todd's super competitive, though. Not that's what I'm not saying. Compared to his not family, not oh, compared to so- the rest of us. <laughs> wow. So that's something that people might not know is they might think like, oh, he's super competitive. But are, are you gonna are you gonna say who the yeah, most competitive the person most in your family is? Uh, either my mom or me. Wow. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know so, your mom but, well, but I. Like I'm, my sure, mom, I'm not saying you're lying. I just I my, haven't seen that side of her. So that's my just, mom and I would cheat before we lose. <laughs> <laughs> that's and I, I have. There have been times in my life in high school. I played soccer one year, and we were playing a game in Perry, and I literally just on the corner kick. I just punched the ball straight in the goal, and it was such a bunch of people that no one they didn't see, but all the Perry players were standing there like he just punched it, and the ref just asked me straight up, "Did you punch it?" And I said, "No." <laughs> Go only goal of the season. I wasn't giving that thing up. <laughs> but at, at, at that That's age, another at, mockumentary we could do. At that, <laughs> age, at that age, you're punching soccer balls and lying about it. Meanwhile, your dad is winning preaching championships. Right? The juxtaposition, <laughs> different kids, yeah, different path. That's part of the documentary, the mockumentary. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. 
man. I I wait Todd's, for this le- Todd's level of disappointment when you're doing that instead of winning preaching championships. High so, level yeah. of disappointment in you. <laughs> My dad is still really competitive, and we did have a ton of fun like playing games at home, but there were a lot of times when we were all of relative older age that the rules would become almost an impediment to actually playing the game because it was we were all so especially games that have maybe like subjective rules like apples to apples mm-hmm. like there's not a hard and fast rule mm-hmm. it just became like well that doesn't count that's not a word that's not like mm-hmm. just so much uh you got to be exactly right that he ended up being a lot of times like well just give him that one that's and funny. other people so like, keep everybody happy yeah give peace give him a do-over and we'd say it's not third grade softball <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Ruthless. All right. Well, I think that route wraps it up uh, for our chat with Brett today. Travis, RJ, do you have any, it was a blast. any further questions Great for Brett? times. Love this. No, none for me. I mainly want to shout out. Anybody want to shout out? Trav. Uh, hi, Mom. Does, she, does, oh, does yeah. Lou Willowbrook listen? We've got, what, three, four listeners. Most of them are our parents. <laughs> our parents and are so proud of us. Berries. In the Ford Berries. <laughs> so. I do want to end and just say, even though I those funny stories about kind of my family and my dad like i do have the utmost reverence in like a really healthy way for my family experience and i wouldn't have changed it for anything yeah um it's fun to look back now as an adult and see like some of the things that were like wow that was kind of crazy but it was one of the best probably the best thing that god's ever blessed me with was the family that i grew up in yeah Yeah. sure that's awesome All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Brett. Yeah, thanks. And that will wrap it up.